You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. I'd love it if you come with me in your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. That wasn't my joke, okay? I just regurgitated, okay? Acts chapter 2. Title of my message this morning is Breaking Bread. Not Breaking Bad, Breaking Bread. Very different. Breaking Bread. And so we're going to look at this passage in Acts chapter 2, and uh, I'm going to set up the the story a little bit, but we're going to be reading um, verses 44 through 47. And this is... This little passage is an amazing little snippet of early church history. This is the very, very first mention of what was going on in the life of the early church. Okay, so the book of Acts is really church history. That's what it is. It's the story of the unfolding of the local church. So to catch you up on the story, um, there was this guy named Jesus who turned out to also be God. He lived a perfect life, died, rose again, and then ascended to heaven. But right before he ascended, he said to his disciples, gave him a great commission, said, um, go into the world, make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then he said, but before you do that, I want you to go to Jerusalem and wait. And then you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then in Acts chapter two, the beginning of Acts chapter two, 120 people are in an upper room in Jerusalem and the Holy Spirit descends upon them. It's this amazing move of God. There's this mighty rushing one. They start to speak in other languages. And then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, stands up and gives this amazing sermon. It's the very first church service kind of ever. Peter gets up, delivers this amazing sermon. And the Bible says that in that moment, 3,000 people came to believe in the Lord and that they, they were baptized. So the church in one sermon, this is when you know you're a darn good preacher, okay? The church was 120 people. That was the whole church and the entire earth. Peter preaches and now there's 3,120. That's pretty good, okay? Way to go, Peter, good on you. That's, that's good preaching, okay? Then... That's where we pick it up in verse 44. So Peter has just given this amazing sermon. The church is starting to explode very rapidly in uh, Jerusalem and in Acts 2, verses 44 through 47. I'm actually gonna read out of the NIV. I want you to look at uh, the screen behind me or turn or just follow along in um, in your Bible. Verse 44 says, all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Verse 46, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And so that's the story that's the model. That's what the, the church looked like when it first started. And we, we get almost this, this prescription of what the church should be and should look like. And so I've got three points just around um, some things we can pull out of this passage around connecting with one another. So point number one is with, not around. With, not around. There's a very big difference between doing life around people and doing life with people. We're called to do life with people, not just around people. Now in this passage, in just these three verses, four verses, uh, the word together is used three times in the NIV. And in verse 46, it says, um, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together uh, with glad and sincere hearts. But 
It was much more than just meeting together and much more than just eating together. Verse 44 kind of gives the overarching idea and it says they were together. It's a big difference between just meeting together or eating together. The Bible says that they were together. There was this unity and this withness among the people of the early church. They were together. We're called to do life with people, not just around people. I was in um, Manhattan, um, I think it was in 2018 maybe. I don't know. All the years just start to run together after, after 2020. I can't keep, can't keep track of time anymore. Uh, maybe it was 2019. Anyway, I was in Manhattan uh, right at the base of the new Freedom Tower, the, you know, the World Trade Center. I was actually there on, um, uh, on September 11th, I think it was. And, we, um, and I was just kind of wandering around the streets. And it's Manhattan. I mean, it's just like people everywhere, you know, just walking through the, the uh, little plaza there, the Memorial Plaza, and just kind of shoulder to shoulder, just trying to get through people. And it was amazing to be around so many people, but then just kind of hit me, like n- no one was together. Everybody was just wandering about their way, going wherever they were going. And there was, I don't know, thousands and thousands and thousands of human beings all, all crammed in this little memorial plaza, but none of them, none of us were with each other. We were all just doing our own thing, kind of going on our way, whatever the task at hand was. There's a big difference between being around people and being with people. When I was, uh, I guess I would have been probably 23, maybe, um, I was uh, engaged to another woman. Not Katie. Yes, yes, it's true. Scandal in the church. And uh, so I was... uh, I was a pretty jacked up young man um, a long time ago and was dating this girl and uh, just had, I, I idolized her. I made her into something that she was never meant to be. My whole life was about this, this girl and I had no direction, no purpose, no really anything else to live for. And so it was really just, just her, which as you can imagine, puts tremendous pressure on a woman. Turns out women make terrible gods. Um, men do too, men do too. And so, uh, and then I, I like kind of felt the relationship kind of start to like maybe unravel a little bit. And so to try to save the relationship, I thought it'd be a great idea to get engaged, to be married. So I was clearly walking in all kinds of wisdom and discernment at this period of my life. And this poor girl, you know, said yes, probably not to just crush my soul. And then about eight days later, it was like, I can't do this. And I was destroyed. It was the only piece of, of consistency and, and meaning in my life, and it was just taken away from me. The Bible says that God will tear down every idol that we build up, right? And so I was leveled, and I had, this girl was my only friend, my only sense of anything. So I, now I went from no girlfriend, no fiance, no friends. I was pathetic, okay? And I was uh, living with my mom, uh, in Dallas, Texas, getting better and better. <laughs> and was just so lost and was like, man, what do I do? And then I just, you know, kind of thought, well, gosh, people that are in my position, seems like a lot of them go to church and maybe that helps. So maybe I'll give that a go. And so there was a church that I'd heard about in, in Dallas, Texas that, uh, you know, I, I'd heard was, was pretty cool. And I was so desperate for human interaction that I, I went to this church straight away um, on a, on a Sunday. And then at their church, like you, everyone is in a connect group. It's, or they call them 
home groups, I think. And it's not like an option. Like if you want to be a member of that church, you're in a group, you know? And so I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess if I'm going to be here, I got to do that. But I was, I was so needing and craving a, a, another human to talk to that I was like, whatever. And I'm actually a very introverted person. I, it's hard for me to go and, um, and meet new people. You know, being around people, no offense, takes energy out of me. Where my wife is a textbook in, uh, extrovert, where being around people puts energy into her, okay? That's the definition of an intro, introvert and an extrovert. And so, but I was so, I was like, I don't even care. So I, I, I went to like the website of the church and it said, here's the list of all the groups, all their addresses. This is a true story. This was on a Tuesday. I literally went like this. And it said, Scott Mayer, uh, 6 p.m. Tuesday evening. And it was Tuesday evening. And it was like four o'clock. So I was like, and I didn't email. I didn't call. I just showed up at this guy's house at 6 p.m., knock on the door. And this guy opens up. It's like, hey, man, what's, what's going on? You, you selling me something? And I was like, no, I, you know, I just... Uh, I saw your group online and I just, um, I'm just need, I'm in a really hard spot in my life right now. I could just really need to be around some other people. And I was just like barely getting this sentence out of my mouth, just like totally destroyed. And he was like, come on in, man. Come on. Hey guys, this is my, and they just pulled me right in. And it was the most revolutionary experience of my life. These people who didn't know me from anybody pulled me in and became some of my greatest friends. I was the best man at one of the guy's weddings in this group. And so I am so deeply passionate about connect groups because they saved my life. And if I would have met this beautiful young lady, Katie Yeager, at that time in my life, she would have just been like, eee. So thank goodness for these men that took me in, showed me what it looked like to be a Christian godly man and helped me develop into um, something respectable that Katie Yeager then fell in love with. Praise God. And you know, we say like, you know, hey, I just want you to know, man, I'm with you. That doesn't just mean like, hey man, I'm standing next to you. When we say I'm with you, it means there is a connectedness. Like whatever you care about, I care about. Whatever you're going through, I'm going through. And the Bible says that they were together. They were with one another, not just around one another. And at this church, we believe in doing life with each other, not just around each other in Jesus' name. Point number two is it's simple, not complicated. It's simple, not complicated. And, and I don't know how. Human beings, we, we try to take stuff and just make it the most I don't know. It's just, it's a gift we have. We just take simple things and we, we just turn them into, and, it's, and if you look at this passage, the model of the church is very simple. Verse 46 says, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They went to church. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. They hung out and ate food together. And then in verse 47, it says, the Lord was adding to their number every single day, those that were being saved. That's the model of the church. You go to service together and then you eat food together and then the church will grow. That's it. Literally, that's what it says. That, that was what the early church did. They went to service, they ate food together and the church grew. Now you may say, no, hold now, listen. I mean, isn't that just a little shallow? I mean, what about, you know, discipleship and digging in? What about exegetical Bible exposition and what about, 
you know, the hermeneutics of blah, 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 blah. It does not say that they were together and they combed over the scriptures together, dissecting every Greek and Aramaic word and grew in their knowledge of the mysteries of God. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. It says they went to service and they ate food together. Now, ironically, it turns out when you do life in community with other people, in, in a group of people where you are fully known and fully loved, all of those things just naturally happen. And when you're around people that love you and you love them, inevitably you, you get into more than just surface level conversation. You say, hey man, how's your marriage going? I've, I just noticed like when we're in public, it seems like you and your wife have just been, you know, a little standoffish together. Is everything okay? How can, can we talk through any of that? That stuff happens. Discipleship happens. Confronting conversations happens. Leadership development happens. Digging into the word together happens. Getting better at praying together happens when you're in community. So don't overcomplicate it and turn it into a million different things. Like just do life with people. Be with people, not just around people. It's not complicated. It's very simple. So Katie and I have a, a very exhaustive connect group journey in this church. We've been at this church for about uh, going on 10 years. And um, when we, when I say we, it was really more Katie. When Katie first started coming to Awaken Church, I was... I was in and out, and she would pull me along, and I would go just to make her happy, but it was just like, I was very off-put, to be honest, by all this. I, first Sunday, I show up, and everybody's yelling at the preacher, saying, wow, and, and amen, and I was like, hey, shh, gosh, you're going to distract him. Be quiet, goodness. And then our very first Sunday, whew, somebody got up and talked about the tithe, talked about my money, and then, if that wasn't enough... Pastor Leanne, a woman, got up to preach. And I was like, Katie, get your purse. We're out of here. We, just, we can't do this. We can't do this. So I was, it was really more Katie that came to Awaken Church for a little bit. And Katie would go to a connect group um, led by pastors Matt and Loren Tuggle without me. And it's so funny because over the years of us leading Connect Group, we've had so many um, different spouses that would come to our group believing God that their husband or their wife would one day come. And I was that spouse. I was that guy. It's crazy. Then I finally, there was a guy named Rob Mamula, who's like this big muscly guy that has since moved away. But um, I uh, connected with him and he became really one of my very first friends at this church and they led a connect group. And so I was like, okay, look, Katie, I'm finally maybe okay with going to a group, but I'm not going to that group. I want to go with Rob. And Katie being an amazing wife, even though she loved her other group, wanted to go with me more than she wanted to go with her other group. So we started going to Rob's connect group. And that's where I met pastor Tom Foster. If you know him, Captain America was in the Coast Guard forever. And he was like, hey, you know, why don't we go out and, and surf together? I was a very terrible surfer, but liked it. And he's an amazing surfer. So it kind of wasn't that fun for me, but... <laughs> It was fun hanging out with him, but every Saturday he would come to my, um, we lived um, in, in student housing on campus at UCSD. I was doing my, my graduate work. And so he would drive to um, our apartment every Saturday morning, pick me up, take me to the beach, we'd surf and we'd come back. And it was because of the, inclus the inclusive spirit of this church 
that we stayed and began to, uh, to grow and, and develop here. And then we stepped up and started leading a connect group. And now the, I, I told this story uh, a couple days ago, um, but our very, very, very first connect group leading experience was anticlimactic to say the least, okay? So, you know, we'd, we'd, some pastors were like, hey, we really think it's time for you guys to step up and, and lead and start a group. And, and as always, I was like, nah. And Katie was like, yeah, we're in. And so we fought over that for a little bit. And then, of course, she won, as always. And so, you know, and, and they're getting us all amped up. Like, it's going to be amazing. You guys are going to be perfect. Oh, it's just going to be so natural. And, da, da, da. and I, finally, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I can do this. We're going to be great at this, you know? And so we, we um, there was another couple in the Connect group that was going to host the group. Katie and I were going to lead it, but it was going to be hosted at their apartment, okay? And it was a young adults Connect group. So we'd kind of like, all right, first one happening whenever it was Tuesday. And, uh, you know, kind of start telling some people, hey, you guys should come on Tuesday. It's going to be amazing. Da, da, da. And um, we get there to this people's apartment and right as we're rolling up, they call and say, Hey, I'm so sorry, but we are, there is a huge accident on the five. We are literally like an hour and a half away. Like there's a key under the mat. Just let yourself in. And, and, you know, we're so sorry. You can, so we're like, okay, yeah, sure. So we go in, literally no one showed up to our very first connect group. No one. So for our very first connect group, Katie and I watched the, I think it was in Sochi, the Winter Olympics in Sochi in 2014 on someone else's couch in their apartment for like an hour and a half. And then we, we just prayed together and we're like, all right, good group. I'll see you at home. So that was our very first connect group leading experience. That group actually turned into, I think like 40 or 50 people um, crammed into this little apartment. And then we came down south. Some friends of ours took over that connect group. It split, it multiplied. And Katie and I have led probably eight different groups down here, young adults groups when we were young adults. And then Katie got pregnant. And then our young adults connect group literally sat Katie down and we're like, we love you so much. You're awesome but you're just going into a, a different life stage than us. We are not pregnant and you are pregnant. And so we might find a new group. So they broke up with us, that was fine. So then we started a Young Families Connect group and that was amazing. And then we started a connect group for young married people. And all the while we didn't have our own home. So we were always leading the group while it was being hosted in somebody else's group. There was a season where one of our host homes fell through. So we, we led connect group at a park um, for like a long time. That's right, the Mendezes were there, it was amazing. Um, and then we, we purchased a home, we built a home. We're able to have a connect group in our home. Then all through the pandemic, we had watch parties. So like we, have been at every point in the journey from being in a group to leading a group. And it has been one of the most life-giving things in our life. The model is simple. It's not complicated. You go to service together, you eat food together, and the church will grow. That's it. Simple, not complicated. It may be simple, but the results are rich complex, adventurous, meaningful. Just because the model is simple doesn't mean that the life that you live is simple. And in point number three, as we come to a close here, it's everything, not another thing. Connecting with other people is everything. It's not just another thing, okay? It should be everything. 
It's, it's a way of life. It, this is the Christian life. And if you look at this passage in Acts chapter four, the prescription for the early church, it doesn't say that the disciples commanded them to eat meals together every day. It doesn't say that they were instructed to do life together. They just did out of an abundance of overflow. They just wanted to get together. It says in, in Acts that they went to the temple courts every day. Every single day they were here hanging out together and then went home and ate food together. They did everything together. It's not just another thing you do. It is everything. Katie told a story a couple weeks ago when she preached. Um, now I get to tell it my version of it, the true version. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. She did a great job. But uh, we, were in, um, we were in Cabos over um, the holiday uh, for our 10-year anniversary and had a, a very late flight. Our flight was at like 10 p.m. from Cabos to, to TJ. And so we took a cab from the hotel very, very late. And I'm just like, I am just, anytime we travel, it doesn't matter if we're in Mexico or Kansas City, I'm just always on edge in a place that's new. And I feel responsible to protect my wife and keep her safe. And so, you know, we get in this cab and I always... You know, I do, I Google maps the airport and I just make sure we're going the right way and the guy's not pulling any funny business here. So we're in this cab and, I'm, and I speak fluent Spanish and so I'm just talking to this cab driver and, and he was real quiet and, and not saying too much. Um, but I looked down at my, my map. I'm like, wait a minute, we're not going towards the airport. And so I'm kind of like, hmm, maybe we're taking a different way. But I, then there was a, a road he took that's like, this is definitely not to the airport. And we're, in, we're kind of in like inner city Cabos, like on like some dirt roads with just some houses and some stray dogs running around. Like doesn't look like we're on like the freeway to the airport. And so I like, like and I don't want this guy to, you know, know that I'm freaking out about this. So I like kind of look at Katie and I'm like, hey, we're not, we're not going to the airport. And so then she's like, what? And I'm just like, you know, and so I start kind of peppering this guy with questions, you know, hey, so, and I'm trying to be real nice, you know, because I'm thinking like, maybe if he thinks I'm nice enough, he won't kidnap me and sell me to the Sinaloa cartel, you know, because I'm nice. So I'm just trying to be real nice, you know, and, and ask questions. And long story short, turns out I'd put the wrong airport into my maps. So we were going to the right airport, all was good. And then if that wasn't enough, turns out this guy's a born again, spirit filled Christian believer. And we start, he starts telling me his story and he, he has been separated from his, his kids. Um, his uh, ex-wife had just kind of left and run off with his three children. He's desperately trying to find them, can't get hold of her. So he was just like, you guys are pastors, will you pray? So we ended up like just praying for this guy and I tried to like limp through it. And praying in a foreign language is hard, by the way. Okay, so I'm like limping through in Spanish. And then I was like, listen, dude, I'm just going to, I'm going to be more effective in English. Do you mind if I switch over? And he was like, yeah, sure. So we're like in the car and both Katie and I are like, and hey God, we declare favor over to And then he starts like speaking in tongues as he's driving. And it was just the most amazing thing because we had nothing in common with this guy. He doesn't know about, you know, the political unrest in the United States. Like we don't speak the same language. We don't know any of the same people but we had everything in common. Isn't that amazing? That's one of the beautiful things is when you meet a Christian in Nairobi, Kenya, they will be just like you. 
They'll think the exact same things. They'll believe the same things. They'll be their own person. They'll be, they'll, they'll be a Christian in their own culture, but you guys will have the same worldview. You'll care about the same things. You'll value the same things. That's, one of the, that's the reason why Christianity exploded in the early, early Roman Empire. All the other religions at the time were so exclusive. You had to have a bunch of money. You had to just be a man. You had to you know, just have some political status, but Christianity is for everyone. Connecting with each other is not just another thing. It's everything. It should be all that we care about. And so as we close, I wanna, you guys, you guys better be filling out this card, okay? It's working, right? <laughs> Message is working? Good, okay, great. I wanna just, as we close, talk to a couple different maybe groups of people that'd be in here. And first um, uh, of you are, are, are in here and you're, you're hungry for it. Maybe you're newer to the campus or maybe, you know, since 2020, you've just been like, not hanging out with people that much and you're just like ready to be around some people so I don't have to sell you very hard on filling this card out. Good for you, fill it out and turn it in. Good on you. I think there's another group of people um, in here and you have your crew. You have your tribe, you know, your posse, your, your friends. And it's time for you to open up that circle and be more inclusive. Have eyes to see the new people in this church, the people who are desperate for the same community that someone first extended to you. It says in Acts 2, 47, the last of that passage, that the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. That means that new people were getting invited over to these breaking bread parties all the time. They were breaking bread in each other's homes. That means that they were like, hey, you know what? You're new, welcome to the family. Why don't you come over for lunch today? We're gonna be breaking some bread. It's gonna be awesome. Katie and I are where we are because of the inclusivity of this church. On our, um, I told you about our first Sunday when Pastor Leanne spoke and they talked about the money and I was just like, okay, I gotta get out of here. But I came back, praise God. And I think it was the second Sunday. Um, whoever preached gave this message about um, hospitality and, um, and just really, you know, being there for new people and da, da, da. And it was like after the last amen of the service, people just like swarmed us. And I, again, I'm, I'm an introvert. So I was, Katie was like, ah, yes, nice to meet you all. And I was just like, oh, oh, overwhelmed, 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 overwhelmed. But then we got invited to a barbecue after church. And it was at Michael and Lisa Hundley's house now they're pastor Michael and Lisa Hundley. They're the campus pastors of the East Campus. And I remember we pulled up and I, you know, I'm 1300 miles from home. Texas is where I'm from. And never ever was adventurous enough to think I'd ever leave my hometown. My wife is just like Pocahontas, like let's go explore the world together. And so I just, gave me the courage to move across the country. And here we are, I'm away from everything I've ever known. We're brand new. I'm in a graduate program at UC San Diego that's kicking my butt. Turns out people in California are a lot smarter than people in Texas apparently. Cause I was just like, man, you guys are, wow, okay. And so I'm just like, and we pull up to this house after this invitation and I'm, we park the car and I'm driving and I'm like, Katie, what are we doing? Like. We are 1,300 miles from home. We're about to walk into somebody. I don't know these people. They could be serial killers. Did you vet them? Do we do a background check on these people? I don't know. 
And I just was like, I was found myself so like anxious and, and overwhelmed at the, at the notion of walking into this random home. And we did. And that's where we met Drew and Emma Davies. And I, I stood by a, uh, it was a sliding glass door and talked with Emma for like an hour and a half about all my, if you, if you don't know, if you're new here, pastor, pastors Emma and Drew Davies were the campus pastors before Katie and I took over. When, when we started this campus, they asked us to go be a part of the launch team with them. So we were kind of like their right-hand armor bearers for years and years. They were called to Seattle to go start a church, Hope Village Church up in Seattle, Washington. And now Katie and I are here. But that very first barbecue that we went to at Awaken Church is where I met Emma and Drew Davies. And I just sat there and complained about everything going on in my life and how much I hated church and why church sucks and she just sat there and listened to me. She was kind to me. And then you fast forward eight years and we're the campus pastors of the church that they started. (laughs) Oh, it's unbelievable. I can't believe it. So maybe some of you need to be that inclusive person. Open up your circle of friends. Find somebody that you know is newer to this campus and invite them. Just bring them to lunch. Break bread together. That's the model of the early church. And some of you maybe think, man, that sounds awesome. I'd love to, but whew, so busy. Whew. Got a career, got young kids, got soccer, got all kinds of things going on. And just as a, a gentle challenge to you, just as your pastor, if that's where you're at, that's fine. But I'm telling you that this is the most important thing. It's more important than anything else. And if you find yourself being too busy to connect with your church family, then you need to reevaluate the other things that have you so busy. Because connecting and doing life with one another is not just another thing, it's everything. And so I'd love it if you just hop to your feet really, really quick, and I'm gonna just pray for us as we close the service. So first point of connection is being connected to God, okay? And today is, is about connecting with one another, but if you don't have that, then it makes it really hard to connect with others. And so um, after I dismiss the service here in just a few minutes, we've got a team over here, beautiful Lauren, Alexis, and Jeannie, and Tom over there. Um, if you are not a Christian, have never surrendered your life to God, or maybe you did a long time ago, but you've fallen away, slipped away, whatever, maybe you just feel really, really far from God today and just feel like, man, before I can even have a a hope of connecting with other people. I need to connect with God first, then good for you. And after I dismiss the service, I want you to just make your way over to them. They're really nice. They're actually the four nicest people in our whole church, turns out. That's why they have that job. And they're just gonna pray with you. They're gonna give you a Bible, give you a little uh, copy of that book Katie talked about following Jesus. But for the rest of you, I wanna just pray over, I felt really led to pray over a a group of people in here. And that's um, those of you that desperately want what I'm talking about. You want community. You want deeper, more enriched friendships, but you've had a hard time finding it or keeping it. And um, I don't know what the the reason is necessarily for you. I think for many people, um, it can be a, a deep spirit of rejection that keeps you from wanting to be around other people. Because the idea is if I really open myself up, if they really know the real me, they won't like me. And so when you're around people, you're somebody else and you, you know, you exaggerate your success or you exaggerate the things you've done or whatever. And really, it's just that you're scared to let yourself 
be fully known and fully loved. To be fully known and fully loved is the heart of the Christian message. To be, to, God knows everything about you, yet still loves you. You're not hiding anything from God. You don't put, and that's what it looks like to live in a, in a godly community, that you get to be yourself. You don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to you know, prop yourself up on whatever. You get to just be truly you. And as you are truly you, you are truly loved for who you are. And so I wanna pray for you if, if, if that's you and you just feel like maybe there's some things that keep you, you from that. Maybe you've been hurt by other people before. And that makes it very, very hard for you to think about anteing up again and getting back in the game because you may be hurt again. Or maybe you're in here, you've been a believer for a long time. You know that God's called you to be a leader. God's called you to walk out the Great Commission. But you just find yourself, your heart is not soft towards new people. And you maybe just lack a little bit of compassion in your life right now. And I want to pray for you too. So if... Um, I'm not going to make you raise your hands because that just might be a little weird, but um, I'd just love it if you close your eyes really quick. And if that's, if you're in one of those groups of people, just in your own heart, in your own mind, just, just acknowledge that before God right now as I pray so the Holy Spirit can minister to you. God, I thank you for these amazing men and women, God. And Holy Spirit, right now, we invite you in to this room. We invite you into the hearts and minds of everybody here. God, we ask you to heal us. We know that you're the great healer. And if there's places in, there, in our hearts, deep recesses that we haven't looked at in years because we, 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 we bury it way down, words that have been spoken to us, God, or things that have happened to us or things that people did or did not do that we thought they should or should not have done, we release that to you right now, God. We, we declare that this is a new day. Your word says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. God, we pray for a great, great harvest of vibrant, life-giving, healthy connect groups all over Awakened Church. God, may the East Lake campus be known in this city. May all of Chula Vista, all of Coronado, all of San Ysidro, all of Benita, all of East Lake, all of National City, may they say, man, if there's anything we can say about that one church, it's that, man, they love one another. Man, they are so friendly. May that always be the hallmark of our church. May we never, ever lose that inclusivity, God. And may it be out of the overflow because you included us. God, even though we didn't deserve it, God, even though there was nothing that we have done that is redeeming in any way, nothing that is one step towards you. On the contrary, God, we have taken hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of steps away from you, but still you included us adopted us into your family, called us your son, your daughter. May we treat others likewise in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.